I'm Robert Therrell. And I'm Chase Bridges. And we're both screenwriters. Listen along each week as we either work together to write a new short film or go head to head with competing movie pitches. This is Written By. Welcome to Written Bar. <laughs> uh, this is me bribing Robert with $4 to just throw his pitch away and let me win. <laughs> hey. <laughs> just let me win, man. Well, you, you you might not even need to spend that money. You're already... Again, th- this could change by the time the episodes are out, but as yeah. of recording, you're ahead by two. Yeah, I'm... Kind of kicking your ass. Yeah, yeah. I, honestly, I don't. I don't know if this episode is going to be any different. I. Uh, uh, <laughs> I well, do. I guess. I guess. I guess we should go into what this is about. Yeah, go for we it. Talk about it. So, Chase sent me something really fun this past week. Yes. Welcome to Rain, my best podcast in the world. Right, right behind, behind all the other ones, <laughs> we switched. Yeah, hey, Robert's taking the lead this week. Go for it. Yeah, I got got paid good money at the start of this episode, so I'm taking more initiative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, four dollars, yeah. son. <laughs> go for it. Go. All for right, it. all right. Chase sent me this thing called the Stunt List. So sick. If you don't know what the Stunt List is, go to officialstuntlist.com. This is a collection of screenplays. That are all written by very accomplished screenwriters. Writers that have won big competitions or staffed on TV shows. But these are scripts that have next to no chance of getting made (laughs) in Hollywood. It's very much like a we wrote this just for fun type script. So there, there is a lot of stuff. That deals with IP, like there's a Goodwill Hunting too. Uh, <laughs> ben Crew, former guest of the show, yeah, he's he a ton of scripts on here. Yeah, yeah, his script of the Shaggy President about the Shaggy Dog becoming president made the stunt list. We have a we have a Muppets movie. We have a movie about Hans from Die Hard. Ooh, I, can I talk about probably both of our favorites? Yes, it looks the yes. most interesting. It's called Unfrozen. Yes. And it's about Walt Disney gets unfrozen and battles Bob Iger for control of Disney. Which that <laughs> sounds like like a lot of this stuff is built off IP. This sounds like an original movie that would be so fun to watch. But you know because it has to feature Disney heavily. It'll it's never, never going to get yeah. made. Dude, but, one that I'm I can't wait to read. I've already downloaded it. Yeah. And it like apparently when it was posted to uh the blacklist, it got like two eights or something like oh, two nines. Wow. Okay. It's the uh Oz Noir script. Oh yeah. It looks so cool. Dude. Which that one actually has a fighting chance because that the Oz is in the public domain. Yeah. In a gritty emerald city, the mysterious death of a powerful witch pits a private detective between a corrupt politician and the gangland covens that run the town. When he's hired to recover the deadliest object in all of Oz, her ruby slippers. That just sounds yeah. that sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. We did a Oz thing. We did. Yeah. And we have never like gone super in detail because we still want to do we still with, it. with it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, this this is the stunt list. Check out all the scripts. There are a lot of uh mashup scripts yeah. so there's a the doctor hears a who it's a doctor who meets horton hears a who that's so funny there's yellowstone and secession there's there's a there's a feature script for the fury of the lost world which is based on that tweet where they said hey we could combine the fast and the furious at jurassic <laughs> park <laughs> unbreakable mr robot is in here it's always sunny in Abbott Elementary. Oh yeah, that yeah. one's I bet that one's really funny. And then also there's just like a Simpsons pilot. Yeah. Or I mean a uh, uh not pilot, uh uh spec script. Uh-huh. There's just yeah, it's just like a fun script that can be the most off the wall wild thing ever. And it's yeah. just fun. And it's very much the vibe of we're doing stuff professionally, but we love writing so much. We're going to do these silly ideas, even yeah. if it's probably not going to amount to anything. The last title I'll say is there's one that's just cheers, dot, 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 but with squirrels. That, yeah, and that that's right up my alley. I was yeah. like, oh, heck yeah. If I'd ever seen cheers, I would have read that by now. Yeah. <laughs>
So we thought today for rival pitches, we would pitch ideas that we think we could write and get on the stump list. Yeah. So just anything that's either just a too wacky of an idea based on IP, a mashup of two IPs, just something that has no chance of getting made in the real world, but would be super fun to write. Yeah. And let me tell you, this was a really hard one to come up with because I think because the, the possibilities are endless. I went the route of mashing up to TV shows together. I can't wait to see what shows yeah. you did. Because I know your favorite shows. Yeah. Are they favorite are they favorites of yours or are they just they are favorites okay. of mine? So yeah. all of the ones I've thought of today, I've been like, no matter what, it's gonna be awesome. Uh-huh. Um super excited to hear yours. Mine <laughs> is weird. Okay, well <laughs> I think you're up first this week, so <laughs> all right. So hear it. We open with James Dean. <laughs> okay. Flying down the road in his Porsche, music playing, wind in his hair. He's speeding. And then a car pulls out in front of him, making a left turn. He doesn't have enough time to stop, and he just barely misses it. He looks behind him at the car. Phew. He keeps speeding down the highway. Ladies and gentlemen, this is James Dean Isn't Dead. (laughs) By Chase Bridges. <laughs> okay, okay. Before you get into this, is this just... There was a running bit forever ago where you would just tweet about how you think you're cooler than James Dean. Yeah. I mean, this isn't what this is, but... Is is this whole thing just you're envisioning yourself playing James Dean so you could prove that you're cooler than James Dean? It crossed my mind. Okay. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Uh, when I got about halfway through this, I was yeah. like, I would love to play James Dean. Yeah. So yeah, you got me. Okay. Which, to be honest, I don't write anything. I can't see myself starring. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I I have a lot of ideas of where James Dean isn't dead could go. So oh, well, I'm, I'm you're excited wrong. to hear yours. Okay. You're wrong, wrong about all of them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so <All right. clears throat> we fast forward to an office. James is in an office in a big studio lot. The man in the stuffy suit across from him is being very aggressive with him. And he's like, we can't have our biggest star running around bullfighting and racing cars. You've got to stop these absurd extracurriculars. He's like, I completely understand, sir. He's like, so no more bullfighting? No more bullfighting. No more racing? No more racing. Good. Okay, yeah. That's what I like to hear. James smirks. As we cut to James, James Dean is the mama duck and everyone else is falling in line. Taking the lead on the last lap is the playboy movie star James Dean. The veterans are not going to be happy about this. And yes, he did it. James Dean comes in number one for the checkered flag. Let me give you a little backstory about James Dean. So James Dean loved acting, but he also really loved uh, these other things like racing. Like he was like a pro uh, racer. Yeah, which I didn't know. Uh, he liked bullfighting and these other extreme sports. Like he played baseball and and all that stuff growing up. And towards the end of his life, which makes him sound old, you know, he was really young when he died. But uh, he was getting a lot of pushback from the studios because of his hobbies. Yeah. And so, uh, right at the end of his life, uh, people close to him said that he was actually more passionate about racing than acting. Okay. And that was kind of going to be the direction he goes. So he's going to do a Frankie Funes. And then, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Essentially, except he was like at the top of his game. And he was yeah. like, I like racing more. Okay. And um, yeah, so in my movie, James Dean Isn't Dead, <laughs> I tell the story of what would have happened if Dean did not die September 30th, 1955. And it is not what you think. Okay. So he races again. After he promised not to, he gets blacklisted from Hollywood. Everybody thinks, oh, if James Dean was alive, he could have done some more movies. No. No. (laughs) Blacklisted for racing. No studios would give him the time of the day. And, uh, but that's no big deal, right? Because he likes racing more anyway. That's his true passion. Well, uh, the other racers, and this is historically accurate, notoriously hated him 
because he was like, you know, pretty boy celebrity. He's rich and famous. And then he rides into their world and acts like yeah. it's so easy. He's talented yeah. at it, which is even worse. So the the like veterans in the in the racer world just really hated him. And so in my movie, the veterans start roughing him up on the track. Okay. They're not letting him get towards the front. They're boxing him out. They're intentionally wrecking him. Like they're willing to lose the lead on the race if it means getting him farther back. Yeah. To the point where uh he doesn't even want to race anymore because it's not fun. They're be like they're, they're keeping him from doing anything. He can't do anything. If anything, he's just putting himself at risk mm-hmm. for accidents. And you know he doesn't want to die in a car accident. <laughs> <laughs> so what does he do? Well, he can't act. He can't race. And his best buddy, Tex Texerson, who is a stuntman slash race car driver who he met in Hollywood a few years earlier, convinces him, "Hey, man." You should take on a boxing match that my cousin is is starting a boxing promotion. You should come and box. And he's like, just think, kid. James Dean boxing in the main event. You'll sell tickets like nobody's business. We'll make a deal with my cousin so you get a percentage of the tickets and boom, Moneyville, USA, baby. And he's like, I don't know, man. I've never boxed before. You know, what if I get knocked out in the first round and I embarrass myself? The risk isn't worth it. And he's like, listen, James. Can you throw a punch? He's like, yeah. Then leave the rest to me. Thus begins the story of how James Dean, along with his buddy Tex, and Tex's cousin, Loco Luke, (laughs) start a fixed boxing promotion. (laughs) James Dean in the main event, and they pay the other boxer to take the dive. But issues start arriving when James starts getting more and more performative with the boxing matches and it starts pissing off the boxers that he's paid to lose yeah. because it's making him look worse and worse. So we go through a bunch of boxing matches. You know, this is the, I'm giving you the highlights here. This is a, some deep, meaningful scenes in here. All right. <laughs> he's starting to get more and more cocky. He's the world champion, right? So he's a world champion boxer. Everyone in the country is talking about the new greatest boxer of all time. Former movie star, James Dean. But oh no, another big time boxer, Bo the Show, keeps calling him out in the media and uh, like demanding a match. And James and his team keep coming up with the reasons why he can't fight him. You know, because if they try to pay Bo the Show off, he's going to immediately tell the media that James's matches are all fixed. There goes all the money making scheme that they've had going on that's been working. And. If he has to fight him for real, he'll murder him in the ring. He's that good of a boxer. So they keep dodging him until finally something happens. There's nothing they can do. They have to do the match. James Dean versus Bo the Show for the world championship. And they start preparing James for the match. But he hates boxing. He hates it. He doesn't like the training. He doesn't like anything about it. He's like, I hate this. I don't want to do this. So it's a lost cause. They had to find another way. How can we rig this fight? And um, they try hiring someone to mug Bo the show a few weeks before the match to try to injure him so bad that he can't fight. Uh, But not only does he survive the mugging, but he kills the guy that they paid to attack him. And so the media is like even more on fire. They're like, Bo the show kills mugger with bare hands. Is James Dean next? (laughs) And they tried wrecking him in a car accident. But he walks away scratch-free. There's a lot of car accidents in this script to pay tribute to how he actually died. So like every other supporting character is in some sort of car accident. And you always think it's going to be him, but it's someone. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's a great guy. (laughs) Um, They even try tricking him into eating too much before the weigh-in so that he doesn't make weight and he gets disqualified. But nothing. Nothing's working. They have one last trick up their sleeve. James is going to go into the match. And right before Bo walks out, they're going to drug Bo's water so that he's out of it during the match, right? And that's what they do. And it works, except Bo is a fighter, and he's giving it his all. Even though he's fighting unconsciousness, he's been drugged to the point where James is getting destroyed by a man that's barely able to stay on his feet. James gets into his corner after the third or fourth round of getting pieced up. And Tex is like, 
you got to give it your all, man. You got to get out there and you got to actually box. Throw some punches. You got to do this. You can do this. You're James Dean. So James gets up and they go at it. And now he's actually trying. Before, in all the previous rounds, he was just trying to stay out of the way so he can get fall over from the drugs. Boom. Pop, pop. Boom, boom. Okay. They're trading punches. He's not doing so bad. Round and round and round goes by, and we're starting to get this intense matchup leading up to the final round where James looks like he's about to lose. But at the last second, he throws one last epic punch, and it misses by about an inch. But at the same time, the drugs finally take Bo down, and he hits the mat. Everyone goes crazy. Lights are flashing. James Dean is the greatest boxer in the world. But in the days that follow, the camera angle of the knockout is all over TV. And it is blatantly obvious that the punch did not connect. And so James Dean is officially blacklisted from boxing for fixing matches. And as he sits on the sidewalk, devastated, we see someone walk up behind him. James Dean, Hollywood needs your help. And James looks up. We don't see whose face it is. I'm here to talk to you about the Golden Age Initiative. (laughs) The camera pans up. And it's Marlon Brando. (laughs) And this, of course, leads up to a team-up film where all of Hollywood's Golden Age stars get together to fight off Earth's biggest threat. Vinton Serg and Bob Kahn, the two men who invented the internet. <laughs> and that is my movie. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's mostly a boxing film. And I what what I love about it is uh James Dean is always playing these very tough characters and he has all these crazy side hobbies. You're like, this is a tough dude, yeah. and he's for real. And yeah. then you turn it into He's just this actor prancing around. He's not good at fighting. Yeah, exactly. Um, and this wasn't meant to diss James Dean. Yeah, even though you think you're cooler than him. I do think I'm cooler You've than him. You've made a whole movie to prove that. Well, here. So here's the thing. As I was doing research on James Dean yeah. for this, really cool guy. Yeah. I've never seen his movies. I don't know anything about him. Yeah. But as I was researching him, I was like, I got I to gotta get into this guy. Yeah. So I might be a huge James Dean fan next month. Yeah. It might be my whole personality. I don't know if I'm cooler than James Dean anymore. Yeah. That that is one of the funniest aspects of the bit is you made all those tweets and you made a whole video one time. (laughs) Wait, really? Uh, Yeah. One time on my Instagram, I think it's still up. I made a video called Reasons Why I'm Cooler Than James Dean. And I just went in and listed a ton of different reasons. And it was stupid stuff like, I have more followers than James Dean on Instagram. <laughs> and then the next one would be, James Dean didn't even have an Instagram. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> but uh, yeah, after I wrote that ending where I was like the golden age heroes versus the guys who invented the internet, yeah. I was like, I should have just wrote that. Yeah. What, a, what year were the guys that invented the internet born? I don't know. I think they might have been kids around there. But that, that kind of makes it funnier. Yeah. It's a team of Hollywood actors. Marlon Brando. mission is to kill some eight-year-olds or something. <laughs> Pot on his head, yeah. trying to fight a kid like that yeah. Always Sunny episode. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I'm sorry. <laughs> That's my movie this week, guys. Yeah, man. James Dean isn't dead is a great time. And I, th- I, I was thinking about this while you were pitching because I don't – at what point – does someone fade away from being a person into just like a figure in history to where you can make fiction about them yeah. without having to worry about estates or anything? Like, yeah. at what point does James Dean reach the same level as Abraham Lincoln? We're like, okay, we can mm. make Abraham Lincoln versus vampires and no one's going to say anything. Was it vampires? Yeah. Yeah. Abraham yeah. Lincoln, it was vampire hunter. Oh, vampire hunter. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a good question. I think it's probably it's coming up. Yeah. I think if if this was pitched, uh-huh. they'd be like, okay, we'll yeah. see what we can do. Someone asked me the other day who the hottest president is. Would you would you respond with? I'm curious what you think it is. I looked through them all. 
I know my answer right now. I looked through them all, and I was like, you know what? Ulysses S. Grant, he kind of looks like Gladiator Russell Crowe. That's fair. That's what I, I, know, I have my answer right off that. What Obama. See, that is... Good looking That makes guy. a lot of sense. Like, that, that, that comedy video they did where he had the glasses on, he was doing that. It's like, no other president pulled that off. He's got drip. Yeah. All right. All right. Robert's going to save the episode. I'll go ahead. I did the TV show route. I mashed nice. up two TV series. Because that felt like, you know, yours is a is a wacky premise, but I could still, in a universe where Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter exists, I feel like James Dean isn't dead could, could exist. Happen. Yeah. It could happen. Call me. Yeah. So it's it's kind of in the realm of, you know, Noir, Oz. Yeah. So it belongs on the stunt list still. But yeah. I was like, if I'm going to do something on the stunt list, I want something that there's no way in hell it's going to get made. <laughs> yeah. So... Matched up two of my favorite TV shows. Let's hear it. And I'll go ahead and reveal the first one. Okay. Because we all know probably one of my favorite comedy shows is It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I figured this was one of them. Yes. Yeah. Those characters are so fun. I feel like you could put them in the universe of any other show and you'll get something fun out of there. Yeah. So we're going to open the gang minus frank and charlie so or not frank and charlie uh mac and charlie so it's dennis frank d they're hanging out at patty's pub they're watching the tv the news is on they're chatting uh frank has had a problem with a wolf cola you remember wolf (laughs) yeah i know wolf cola (laughs) so and i I apologize (laughs) if no one listening has seen these shows but uh inside joke about wolf cola is frank used to be a very rich businessman he gave his life up so that he could hang in squalor with yes. these people and have fun but he still has a lot of money and he has a shell company called wolf cola it's a soda company but he uses it to launder money yeah offshore bank account yeah the last we heard of wolf cola <laughs> <laughs> he needed it to be a real cola company because the irs was getting on him so he made some real product and it ended up getting shipped to the Middle East. And the Taliban got a hold of it. And the Taliban love Wolf Cola. And it became the official soda of the, of the Taliban. Taliban. And he had to go on a whole PR tour to try to distance himself from the official soda of the Taliban. But uh, the Taliban is back in the news. And they're still huge fans of Wolf Cola. And he's like... Oh, this could be bad news. I got to shut this story down. <laughs> and it's like, it's even worse than it was before because they're doing even worse stuff <laughs> with Wolf Cola in the videos. Oh, man. So everyone's like, oh, what should we do about this? I don't know. Meanwhile, uh, Mac and Charlie bust in. Oh, finally. Yeah. <laughs> you thought they were, they were not yeah. going to be there the entire time? Yeah. Okay. I got scared. No, no, you got to have them. So they bust back in and... Mac is irate because he tried to pitch another running joke in the series. He was trying to pitch fight milk right. to a new to a new company. And fight milk is like an alcoholic milk and uh, energy egg. drink. Yeah, energy drink. <laughs> but uh this place didn't want to buy fight milk. And he's like, I just, I can't believe that nobody sees the gym. I, I am a real businessman. I have the real grind set. And yes. it's, it's not my ideas that are the problem. It's everyone else that's the problem. And, and it's like, well, who are you pitching fight milk to? And it's like, I was just trying to get fight milk stocked on the local shelves of this one gym. And even they wouldn't do it. And like, this is my problem. I'm pitching too small. I'm pitching to people with small businesses. But yeah. I, I'm a I do big business. Yes. I'm a big baller. I got the grind set. I need to be pitching to a big businessman because big businessmen, oh, no. they understand oh, no. what my vision is. I know what it is. <laughs> and so, meanwhile, while he's going off about how no one understands him, uh, somebody comes on the news and oh, no. <laughs> it's about how there's drama in his company. And Frank is like, Oh, you know what? I used to know that guy. Oh, no. Back in the 80s, we used to do business together before I, I left. I forget what industry he was in. Because there's just business. There's an episode where he goes back to his old workplace, but I forget. Yeah, but they never explain what it is okay, he does. Yeah, yeah, Charlie's yeah. like, so what do we do? And he's like, 
business. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Okay. So I was like, yeah, I used to do business with him. And you know what? He he runs this media company now. I bet if I go to him, I could get this story <laughs> shut down. And then Mac is like, wait, you know him. You know the Logan Roy? <laughs> oh, this isn't what I thought. <laughs> what do you think it was? Jack Donna- Donahue. Oh, no, I thought no. it was going to be 30 Rock. <laughs> no. So you know the Logan Roy? He's like, yeah, I know Logan Roy. Can we come with you? Because that's a big businessman right there. If I pitch my idea to him, he will buy it. Dude, I really thought this was 30 Rock. No. <laughs> Whoa, heck yeah. If I if I pitch to Logan Roy, I will win this pitch. The title slam back loses the pitch or whatever. Oh yeah, that's, that's And so, so this great. is this is a it's always sunny at Waystar Royco. Amazing. So it's always sunny in Philadelphia and a secession mashup. And again, I, I hope I'm not alienating enough of the listeners because you know it depends on if you watch both of these shows or not. But it's it's in my opinion the best long running comedy and the best drama show that also has a lot of comedy in it. Yeah. It's technically a comedy. It is, yeah. 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 So <laughs> the the main drive of this episode is the gang goes to Waystar Royco headquarters and Frank he has a meeting with Tom who <laughs> yeah. we're we're going about maybe like end of season 3 beginning of season 4 type territory so Tom is now in charge of the news division in charge of ATN the big news company <laughs> that Waystar Royco funds and it's yeah. it's kind of like a, a fox news or a cnn yeah. so frank has pulled strings and set up a meeting with tom where he's going to try to get this wolf cola thing figured out and d is going to hang out with him meanwhile mac is dead set on meeting the guy at the very top he's dead set on meeting the logan roy yes. and so he's sneaking around the building and he has mac or he has dennis and charlie tagging along and What's going to happen is Mac manages to sneak his way in. He finds his way up to an office. He's asking around. He comes across Cousin Greg and manages to get <laughs> yeah. it out of him. He's like, where does he work? He's like, oh, I can't really say about that. And, but, he, you know, he gets it out because Greg's a pushover. And so they're in Logan's office and he's not there. And they're sneaking around. And... Right before this, uh, Kendall is still trying to take over the company. Okay. Now, a plot point that I don't think is a major spoiler in one of the seasons of Secession is Tom used to be in charge of the cruise division at this company. Yeah. So this company is essentially like this universe's version of Disney. Disney. So they have a news division. Disney owns Fox News, but they also have, you know, parks and a movie studio and a cruise line. And it came out that a bunch of people died on the cruise ships and they covered it up. Yeah. And they tried to burn all the documents and everything. But uh, there is one document that's still around there. And so when Mac, Dennis, and Charlie are searching through the office trying to find... Well, they're, they're waiting for Logan. But meanwhile, Mac is like, well, okay, let's let's see if we could have any clues of what the logan roy is going to respond to we need to do as much intel as this is like the first part of business is you need to know who you're pitching to and so yeah. they're sneaking through his desk in all this documents people outside are looking around and charlie just picks up this one thing and of course charlie can't read but the dentist <laughs> reads it and is like wait this is a document that proves that they covered up a bunch of deaths on this cruise ship but while they're searching, everybody's like, wait, who was who that in the office? Who's that in the office? And the word gets around. Uh, the girl whose name I forget, she's like an assistant to Logan, but yeah. ends up joining Kendall in season four. Yeah. She tells Kendall, hey, these interesting guys are in Logan Roy's office. No one knows who they are. And Kendall's like, uh uh freaking what do you freaking like uh <laughs> that's not chill bro like what uh what do you think they're doing and it's like i i don't know like they might you know they're they're they aren't in suits or anything there might be some kind of startup like some kind of new kind of startup and kendall is trying to sabotage the business or he's trying to establish his own business that's going to rival his dad's business so he's like you know what would really uh f with my dad like totally if we if we 
if we bought the startup that he wants to buy, like a make make these guys an offer. <laughs> and so, oh man! And so this assistant comes in and is like, "Hey, before you pitch to Logan Roy, I'm gonna I'm gonna hand you this card to Kendall. Kendall might be someone you want to talk to. You might even if you get a deal with him, like he might make you a better deal." And so Max hesitantly turning because he's this businessman is like, "Okay, the strategy here." Is I'm gonna play both, both sides. sides. <laughs> yes. So I always come out on top. Yes. And so they're formulating the plan. And he's like, okay, we can we could blackmail Logan if we want to, but also let's uh let's get Logan to make an offer and then we'll get Kendall to make us a bigger offer. Then we'll come back and say we've been offered a bigger thing. And if Logan still doesn't take it, we'll blackmail him. But then Jerry comes in the office. <laughs> Jerry, high up exec. Yes. She's kind of very the, close to Logan. Yeah. And she is like, what are you guys doing in here? Look, Logan Roy does not have any meetings. He is feeling, feeling very unwell today. Like you, you guys need to get out. You need to leave. And Max, but like, okay, okay. But, but part of business is tenacity. It's perseverance. And I, I refuse to not speak to Logan Roy. It is like, you're going to refuse if you don't want security to escort you out. Actually security expert about is like, okay, we're going, we're going. And they managed to sneak into they like run away and sneak into a broom closet and they're talking about, okay, what are we going to do now? Okay. We need to find Kendall and Dennis. Meanwhile, he's like, you know what? A woman's never talked to me like that before. Oh no. <laughs> and Oh no. Actually that felt, I don't know. I feel, I feel like all these feelings I've never felt before. I usually go to go for much younger women and much more impressionable women and uh, vulnerable women, but uh you know, because of the implications. <laughs> exactly. But a woman more powerful than me telling me what to do <laughs> that's that's, so good. that's crazy. I've never I need to talk to her again. <laughs> <And> so <laughs> Dennis is gonna branch out and essentially we're setting up three subplots. So Mac and Charlie are pitching with Kendall, and then Logan gets word that Kendall is talking to a big company, and Logan's like, okay, even though I'm feeling very unwell because he's having all these health problems, like, I need to take a meeting with these people. Oh and then <laughs> also Cousin Greg and Charlie are going to talk for a little oh, bit. Oh, yes. And Greg is going to try to get Tom in on it because Tom and Greg also have an alliance and are vying for the business. And so <laughs> Mac is getting to pitch to all these big companies just off of the hype that he's generating. <laughs> Meanwhile, Frank is really trying to get the Wolf Cola thing figured out. And Tom isn't going to kill it because Tom doesn't want to risk his chances in the company. He just got head of atn yeah but uh shiv thinks that there's a good business opportunity in here because shiv thinks that frank still has a lot of power and frank honestly he has a lot of money that he's not doing anything with and if we do this one favor for him we could have a lot of access he'll do pretty much whatever we want but tom disagrees but then d and shiv get to talking and D is like, I saw, I saw what Tom did back there. It just shut you down. It's like, I feel that way too. We're just all in these gangs full of men and they all don't know what they're doing. We're the only two competent people in here. And so wow. D convinces Shiv to try to turn her back on Tom. Oh, wow. The third subplot is Dennis really trying to vie for Jerry's love. And this is around the time that Roman is really into Jerry and they have a thing. Yeah. And so Dennis uses the Dennis system on oh, no. or on Jerry <laughs> and Kendall or Roman is not having it. And so now when they when <laughs> when Charlie and Mac think that they have a good deal set with Kendall and are about to go pitch back to Roy. Roman is like, hey, these guys are trash. They aren't legit. And so Kendall is Wade taking his offer off the table. And if his offer is off the table, then they aren't valued what they want to be valued, yada, yada, yada. But uh, essentially what it all boils down to is they end up coming face to face with Logan Roy. <laughs> and Logan immediately tells that they're complete BS and Mac is fumbling because he thinks that this is his one opportunity. He's finally been given it and he's going to crush it. But of course he's not because his whole idea 
is when he's hard pressed on what his big business idea is, he just doesn't have one. Yeah. And he's just making stuff up because he identifies as a business person, but he never actually done business. And so he fumbles and Logan, of course, just glares at him and he just melts and falls apart. And then that's when Mac is like, well, okay, I didn't want to resort to this, but uh, we found out about these cruise ships and and Logan is shaking for a little bit, but then Logan is like, okay, uh, uh, prove you have the document. Prove you have the document. And Mac is like, well, okay, Charlie, show, show us the document. <laughs> and Charlie has covered up the document. He's been writing on it because they've been making plans and keeping track of business the whole time. And so the document is covered with Charlie handwriting. And Charlie handwriting... It's like a mixture of symbols and a ransom note and webdings, if you know what that's like. Because Charlie is completely illiterate and communicates in crude hieroglyphics. And so <laughs> the sheet is completely covered. Logan kicks him out. And Jerry gets on to Dennis and Jerry ends up playing Dennis. And Dennis is a little upset, but is like, I've never been rivaled at my own game again. I just love her more. I don't think I'll ever love a woman like that. All other love is just going to be empty to me for now on. Like I'll still, you know, I'll still manipulate women for sure. But it's it's just all child's play compared to Jerry. <laughs> but then as they're going out, Jerry's like, "What what should we do about them, Logan? I mean, they tried to blackmail us. What are they going to do?" And Logan's like, "I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to." tell Kendall I made a huge offer. And so the episode ends with, oh, also the whole, the whole Wolf Cola thing kind of fell apart. And now Frank really wants to screw Logan over. And so Frank is now joining forces, trying to get Kendall to buy their company. And so on one side, Frank, the actual businessman is really fighting for them. And on the other side, Kendall hears that Logan made a huge offer and Kendall wants to be the smart businessman. And so Kendall ends up buying Max business, which it's not even, it's not even a full on business. It is just a title and a loose pitch. There's a great gag in season four where they're trying to come up with a new company. And it's just like, well, it's like, it's like the New Yorker beats uh, Substack or something. <laughs> like it doesn't it doesn't make any sense or anything. That's essentially what Max pitches, and Lo- and Kendall spends all that money on it, and they're all screwed. And that's a it's always sunny at Waystar Rocco. Wow, that was beautiful. That was a masterpiece. Uh, I kid you not. You should write that tonight, yeah. as fast <laughs> as you possibly can. Uh-huh. And let it just go viral online. Yeah. That is really amazing. You really hit all of the exactly what I would expect to happen. Yeah. If that happened. Yeah. Man, that was great. <laughs> I, I hope everybody has seen the shows. Yeah. Because I was gonna you say, really I might, nailed it. Yeah, I might have shot myself in the foot by picking two shows our audience hasn't watched. But uh Yeah. But man, you really nailed like each character. <laughs> yeah, because it's all a big inspiration is I recently saw the Sunny episode where the gang actually kind of infiltrates himself in a rich family because yeah. Charlie and Dee are both dating siblings for this rich family. Yeah. And I forget the actress's name, but she's been in a lot of stuff now. She was in like White Lotus and I think Ninja Turtles or something, but uh Okay. Yeah. Alexandra something, but she was like the model super attractive woman that was in love with Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> Man, it was like that episode. It's just, it's kind of like secession meets. Yeah, the gang doing hijinks. Secession is all these people trying to one up each other for control of a business. I think what I love so much about it is what makes them mesh so well is they're both about dysfunctional families that screw each other over. Yeah, and that never goes the way that they plan. Yeah, and so it's like you have the always sunny gang where they do absurd things. And it never works out, but it would work with the Roy's because the way that they work is so silly. Yeah. Like the, the fact that, you know, they would buy fight milk. Yeah. They would do it. They would. Because as, as adept as Mac is at pitching businesses, that episode where 
the three kids in season four are trying to come up with their own business. They're just as inept. It's just they have a bigger starting out privilege that they could actually run with some of their dumb ideas. And it's like the Sunny gang meeting the Roys is the perfect mashup because the Roys would have bought fight milk even if Always Sunny wasn't involved at all. Like yeah. they they do that to each other. Yeah. And the Always Sunny people mess with other people. Yeah. And so it's just the perfect marriage of, yeah. hey, we attack ourselves and you attack other people. And for some reason, it just yeah. mashes perfectly yeah. well. Wow. Dude, you talking like what I even thought of just now is there's that popular people talk about how a lot of things when rich people do it, it's classy. But when poor yeah. people do it, it's trashy. Like, a, it's always sunny. It is the same dynamic. It's just since they're poor, it comes across as trashy. trashy. But since when the Roys do it, it's they're, it's just they're class. big baller business people wow. making world decisions. Or <laughs> yeah. yeah, wow. That I mean, you really should write this yeah. and, and just for fun and post it. Yeah, this was I mean, amazing. Might might submit that to the stunt list. You should. I mean, the work's done. You yeah. got the story. You just got to yeah. flesh it out with dialogue. Wow. I mean, hey, I would vote for yours. Yeah. That was great. Well. <laughs> yeah. A huge shout out to the stunt list. Yeah, Again, if you if you guys heard our episode with Ben Crew and liked what he was all about. The stunt list is full of scripts just like what he writes. And some of his own scripts. A lot of his yeah. own scripts are in here, too. Last year's stunt list, he had three scripts in it. Yeah. This year, he's got the one, but it's awesome. Yeah. And when, I, I don't know if we made it clear, but all of the scripts on the stunt list, the download links are there. So you could read all of them if any of them seem fun. Yeah. I am definitely going to read Unfrozen. Yeah, I want to read that one. I want to read the noir Oz one. Yeah. I've already downloaded that one. So I've got a movie called James Dean Isn't Dead. And essentially, the movie is what would have happened if James Dean hadn't died. Uh, you know, he would have gone into fixed boxing matches. And he would have owned a boxing promotion where he is rigging all of the fights to where he is a main event greatest boxer of all time. And, and you know, he becomes a big superstar that way. Because that's, that's what would happen in real life. But uh, so, you know, at the end of the movie, it gets to the point where he keeps kind of dodging this big heavyweight boxer who they know they can't pay to take a dive. And so they try drugging him before the match. And uh, but the drugs aren't kicking in and he's having to actually box for real. And at the end, you know, the drugs overtake the other boxer. and He ends up winning, but it comes pretty apparent that he's fixed the fight. And so uh, Marlon Brando shows up and invites him to the Golden Age Initiative. So, you know, yeah. If I could direct any TV crossover event, I would want to do a mashup with It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and Secession. How it would work is I feel like Mac always trying to be this big businessman, but have some sort of wacky product he was trying to pitch. He would complain about having no real businessmen to pitch it to. And Frank, you know, he used to be a really rich businessman. He has some sort of connection with Logan Roy and the gang takes a trip to Waystar Royco. And while Mac is trying to pitch this product, all of the other characters branch off and they encounter all the secession characters. And I feel like if you look thematically at both shows, uh, a lot of the characters kind of parallel each other. There's this classic saying that what is classy for rich people is trashy for poor people. And I feel like when you contrast the Sunny characters and the Secession characters, they're fundamentally the same. The only difference is the Secession people are rich. Thank you so much for listening to that episode. Yeah. Yeah. We appreciate when you listen. Yeah, this show is made possible by viewers like you. Thank you. Yeah, I've been watching some PBS masterpiece streaming you service. You have, you have. It's Every a, episode starts with, this program is thanks to viewers like you, and it gets me so hyped. Yeah, I, like, I know there's a ton of memes about this, but as a kid, when you heard that, you were like, just so hyped. It's like, yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome, <laughs> dude. I'm making a difference. Yeah, I am providing quality television. Millions of children around the world. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. Jim Henson. Jim Henson wouldn't have nothing if it wasn't for me. 
Uh, what episode was this? This was the reality TV. Oh, wait. No, no, no. No, it's not. This was the stunt list episode. Oh, which... yeah. Great episode. <laughs> yeah. Man, this, uh, since this episode, I have read a good bit of the Disney Unfrozen feature. Oh, have you? Yeah. The, uh, the comedy in it just impeccable just great i gotta timing. read it so many good jokes yeah i gotta read it yeah. that's all is it good like as a script it is good oh man yeah. i can't wait i need to yeah. i need to do that uh your stunt list script this episode is so funny yeah i uh it's something low-key like if we just wanted to go on a two-day writing bender you just to do. get something on yeah. the stunt list like have some ideas about how to flesh it out. We could, could do it. We could do it together. Yeah. Because uh, when we write together, it goes pretty fast. That's true. Yeah. I mean, which makes sense. Because the way we do it is we kind of split up the scenes. Yeah. So you're really only half writing half of a 20-page yeah, yeah. <laughs> episode. Yeah. Also, it's, it's nice just having someone to bounce things off, off of. of. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's tough getting, like, a group of people that all have the same sensibilities, but, like, once you're there, like, it does make uh, yeah. it and so much easier. You're just bouncing stuff off of people, like, my fist off your face. Yeah, and my fist off your face. <laughs> and this fight we... a lot when we write together. That's how we decide the best idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, no, man, this is how it should be. No, dude, this is how it should be. Yeah. You willing to fight for it? It's like, I am. Yeah, man. I am. And then just bloody noses later, like, okay, yeah. Yeah, a he lot can, of... He can have ice cream. <laughs> a lot of writers rooms are like, the best idea always wins. And we're like, nah, the best fighter. <laughs> yeah. You got you to gotta back up your ideas with flesh, son. <laughs> yeah. Chase has a bit of advantage because he's a professional wrestler. But after a few ideas, he gets tired and I'm ready to squeeze one <laughs> that's in there. Why, that's why if you notice anything we write, there's some really bad ideas in the first four pages. And then after that, it gets more sensible. <laughs> it's because I get exhausted. Yeah. He, go, he, he doesn't know how to turn on. He just goes too hard. He wastes his energy early. I may be bigger. I'm 6'4", but Robert has endurance, and that's yeah. what really counts to bring home a script. That's, true. that's a very underrated <laughs> aspect of a fighter is a high pain tolerance. <laughs> oh, man. Great bit. That was fun. Yeah, but um, uh, we got we to gotta go through the winners of the reality TV episode. We are nearing the end of the season. So We're it really building counts. up to the rival pitch finale. I believe you have seven wins and I have five. Oh, so I'm up. Two. Yeah. This is where it's starting to get yeah. intense. Would you like to know the winner for the reality show? Just as a refresh, you pitched a reality dating show. Yep. That was like in the vein of like a uh, Love is Blind. Yeah. And I pitched a scratch off lottery ticket show. Yeah. And the winner was Robert. Hey. Unanimously. All I didn't right. get any votes. <laughs> Which is a shame because what a great idea. As, yeah, that's true. I mean, it's a good enough idea. You just have done it. That's right. true. I have. We, uh, we can talk about this because we actually we watched your YouTube pilot immediately after recording that yeah. episode. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Uh, what did you think? I thought it was fun. I mean, it was definitely you made this in college with no money. Yeah, and with my yeah. friends. There, there are ways you would want to flesh it out like it's almost good that you ended up not posting it publicly because yeah. you could do something with it publicly I, if you I, execute it a little different i think we should i mean do you think that like from seeing it though you're like oh this is definitely doable yeah i get it yeah. i get it yeah i mean what were your thoughts because you you were like oh i haven't watched this in forever like <laughs> i mean it was like one of probably one of the first projects i edited yeah it's probably one of the first projects that i like really worked on and it was a reality yeah. type show so it wasn't like i wrote it yeah but i mean it's one of the first projects i ever did and so it shows that it was one of the first <laughs> i ever did but it's cool to watch and be like yeah. oh i mean you know now we're doing this exactly. yeah. <laughs> and, you know, all thanks to that scratchy lottery show yeah <laughs> but uh yeah I, I i definitely think we should do it yeah yeah that's a that's a secret guys if you have an idea and you're like, it could, it could work, yeah, just bring Robert on board <laughs> and then he'll make it work. <laughs> yeah. yeah, It's a fun little cheat code. Yeah. I mean, I was like, man, we have a lot of ideas. The problem is just finding when and how to execute. And money. Yeah. Dude, money is so... Money's the <laughs> hardest part. Yeah. I mean, we're kind of in the middle of that right now with some projects. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm getting, I'm getting a little depressed. 
We're, we're reaching our deadlines quickly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll make something work. We'll make something work. But uh, yeah, we. Hey. Uh, I think we got one more rival pitch episode before the big finale. Yes. If you are new to the show for a rival pitch finale. We take one of our previous pitches, our favorite one, and we build it out into a full movie pitch, which means we also we have a pitch deck. So we pitch it not to ourselves, but to a panel of guest judges. Yeah. And we also we cut a rip reel for it. So yep. we really this is this is how people pitch their films for real. We're trying to recreate that experience. Last season, it's available on YouTube. You want to go watch it. It's really funny. It's one of my favorite things. We've done. Robert yeah. blew everyone away with his SpongeBob trailer. Uh, and then I just essentially did improv comedy for my pitch to try to win over some points. <laughs> yeah. You know, people have talked a lot how we've kind of switched roles, rival pitches this season. I think I'm going to keep the same energy for my finale. I mean, that, I mean, that was the thing about the last, the rival pitch finale is we switched energies. You did this. I mean, you went so hard yeah. as only Robert can, yeah. but it was like a meme idea. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to try really hard. <laughs> But yeah, hey, thank you guys for listening. <laughs> yeah, hey guys, make sure to vote for who you think had the best pitch for the stuntless this mm. week. Go to our Instagram, the post from today, whenever this episode dropped, yeah. as the graphic you see in your podcast player. Uh, yeah, leave a comment and just know which one you like best. And yeah, follow just, us just on all of our social do. medias, email us suggestions. Uh, written by podcast at gmail.com I'm going to be completely transparent I think we've kind of recorded all the episodes for the rest of the season yeah you could you could still get one in for next season though. Yeah. we would we usually don't get to start with listener suggestions because we pre-record but yeah. uh, it'd be nice to start with some listener suggestions next yeah. season so and uh, join our discord we want to talk to you guys and have fun yeah that's all at That's least all chase I does i need to do better about uh posting in there yeah i'm but... just like chronically on my phone yeah there's nothing else to do at work all day that's true i'm a social media manager yeah i'm on my phone yeah does does work have a discord no i mean we have monday which is just boring not anymore discord. <laughs> That's true. all right let's go before i get in trouble <laughs> at written by podcast or at written by pod everywhere it's where you can follow us we'll see you next week